welcome to Flavor Text, a podcast where we examine the law story and gameplay in and the intersection between them in Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm Krabby Terra 8, and I'm joined as usual by my preternaturally aware co host, Kevling. Hi, Kevling, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, Krabby Terra? <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. It kind of feels preternatural because it feels like we've done this I'm before. Getting it. It's like deja vu all over again. Yes. Deja vu all over again. <laughs> yes, uh, thanks to uh, my uh, technical skills. Uh, we've already done the first half of this podcast once, but my microphone <laughs> decided it was going to record something completely different to me. And uh, yes, it sounded like I was... Wandering around an empty house three rooms away. So uh, <laughs> yeah, let's right. try again, shall we? <laughs> it was like you'd start an idea and then just lost interest. Just wandered off. And walked away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What's that over there? Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm sure this will... Uh, and in a way, I think as we were saying, it's, it's a good thing because we get to put Heart of the Elders Part 1 and Part 2 together, which they... You know, yes, yes. Our first draft, we do, we just did well. part one on its own, didn't we? And it did feel a little bit stretched yes. to fill the episode. So uh, exactly. we thought we'd be, yeah. bung the second half in as well and do it as a as a one-off. Yes, yes. Um, I thought maybe uh, we did get some correspondence, just one piece of correspondence from Jose, um, which was about the Boundary Beyond, which seems like a million years ago since we... Uh, did the boundary beyond <laughs> but uh uh um uh, yeah people do send us uh, correspondence to ftexpodcast at gmail.com and it's always welcome so jose says i love the podcast thank you for all the deep dives in your latest episode the boundary beyond you were wondering about what was ironic about each tacker's comments referring yes. to the investigators as quote more than you seem i've always interpreted the rnfr statement uh, Arina's statement was lost on her being about Ishtaka is the one who is more than she seems with her perfect English despite living in the middle of the Mexican jungle being able to see through time and obviously knowing more than she's telling us it's rich of her to say that we are more than we seem for peering across the boundary when she's the one who initiated the process to begin with so they're saying it's a bit sort of ironic mm. that she would be saying that when she's the one who's the enigma that's a really good point so, i think yes. we don't know why we didn't pick up on that we i think i was a little bit <laughs> thinking along the line of almost like a meta commentary things about that oh we are we are humans in the 21st yeah. century controlling this person back in 1926 so we yes. are more than we seem so, uh, yeah, I think yeah, that's the yeah, angle yeah. I was taking. But, yeah, that's a very good point. She, she certainly is more than yeah. she seemed in, in multiple ways. Yeah, yeah. She is a bit of an enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a whatever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She is a, a, a bit of that. So, um, yeah, so that was the, the boundary beyond. So um, where are we up to uh Kevlink, what's 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 going on with this good old well, forgotten age? Well, unsurprisingly, we're heading back into the jungle, aren't we? Um, last scenario, we yes. were in Mexico City in the Boundary Beyond. Yes. Um, yes. And oh, we had to fight what's the face? We had to fight Padma and Rita at the Temple Ruins, didn't that's we? That's right. Yes. Yes, that's right. And then we kind of the paths were open to us, or something, or depending on. You know what we saw and what we yes yes yeah, depending on how many of those locations wasn't it that we um yes that we resolved 
determines how That's many paths right, yeah. we know. Exactly. Sort of a midnight masky kind of effect. You kind of get as many as you can in the time that you have. And, uh, you know, most people are going to probably manage with a couple at least, or two or three. Um, and so from there, it's sort of heading into the jungle, like you say, to find this nexus of an Nkai, which is what we need to find before, mm. you know, the whole world collapses in a heap. <laughs> yes. Um, so, um, yeah, so there's, there's, you then have these two parts, Heart of the Elders, doesn't exactly explain at the beginning what the Heart of the Elders are, but there's a, a sort of a, 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 a set of, a, a set of intros here. Shall I read the first intro? Yeah, sure. And, um, it's been several days since your party ventured forth into the rainforest once more, and each day the hazards you face grow more dangerous and frequent. Securing enough food and supplies for the journey is a constant struggle, and you are harassed at every turn by the jungle's inhabitants. Fortunately, you have seen no sign yet of the serpent people who attacked the previous expedition, but you're positive that they're out there watching and waiting. On the morning of the sixth day, you find the entrance. It's a huge cave opening, partially obscured by trees, brush and vines. You nearly miss the great cavern more altogether, despite its enormity. Surrounding the cavern's entrance are six stone pillars, each covered in strange grooves and carvings that glow in the dim red hue. Perhaps one of your guides will understand what this means. Yes, so there we go. We found the moor that we were looking for. Yes, and then we have to make a decision, don't we? But it all depends mm. on what is in our decks. So if yes. one of us has Ichitaka in our deck, we can choose Let's Consult with Ichitaka. If one of us has Alejandro in our deck, we can choose Let's Consult with Alejandro. Mm -hmm. And if one of yep. us has the Expedition Journal, we can consult that instead. Or if none of the above are true, we can go, I wish I knew more about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the head-scratching option. Yeah. What? <laughs> yes, so the, exactly. uh, the Ichitaka option, intro two... Um, the entrance is warded against intruders, Ishtaka says cryptically, her eyes closed as though probing the cavern with unnatural senses. These pillars are the key. Each is a test of wit and will. She steps toward one of them and touches it with her palm and its glow brightens. You notice now that the grooves along the pillar's foundation depict a pattern you have seen somewhere before. If Ishtaka believes this place to be warded, you trust her opinion. There must be some way to break these wards. Begin this play, this scenario with its tacker in play. Skip to setup. Hmm. Not bad. Not bad having her a straight in play. That's good. Yeah. Um, if you go down the Alejandro route, then Alejandro examines each of the pillars, pillars studiously. It's a lock of some sort. Look here. See, the grooves do not line up perfectly. He twists one of the pillars, and you can see the pack along its side shifting. I wager if we entered the cave, we would not get very far without these pillars in the correct formation. Just a hunch, I suppose. But I think we should examine this area further before we proceed. You know Alejandro well enough to know, by now, to know that his hunches tend to be correct. And so you begin with Alejandro in play and go to step set up. Yeah, and then intro four. I always like any reference to the expedition journal because, as we know, we could have all died on a previous 
expedition. Yes. So it could be our journal or it could be a previous party's journal. So they always be careful how they yeah. word it. So yes, the previous <laughs> expedition's journal doesn't have all the answers, but as you browse its pages, you are struck by a familiar diagram, one drawn by Lorenzo, an expedition member who never made it back to Arkham. It is a delicate recreation of a carving that was on the wall of one of the Etsley ruins. Many of the patterns and hieroglyphs you see in this drawing are shared among these pillars. It cannot simply be a coincidence. These pillars are surely the key to finding your way to Nkai. Nkai? Nkai? I never know how to pronounce that. Never mind. Nkai. Nkai. Yeah. <laughs> Begin this scenario <laughs> yes. with a journal in play. Proceed to settle. Yes. Yes. Uh... Yeah, and then the setup is relatively straightforward, isn't it? Um, although there is the mm. very first bullet point, I don't think there's ever been a setup quite like this. It says, if all six mm. paths are known to you, proceed to resolution one. So you've done the yes. introduction. If you've done particularly well at the boundary yes. beyond, you completely skip this scenario entirely because you already know yes. what you need to know. Off you go. Yep. Skip the entire first yes. half of this mythos pack. Yes. <laughs> yes, which, you know... Chances are, oh yeah, chances are it's not happening. But chances are, yeah. but but it, but it does give you it's that definitely option, not, not it? something yeah. we've seen before, is it? Completely yes, bypassed exactly. this, and I suppose that's, I suppose that's a little bit foreshadowing of the likes of um, Edge of the Earth and Scarlet Keys, mm. where it's a bit more open world and your choice of where you go yep. next. Whereas it, yes. it's not a set, not a set sequence of scenarios. So in this case you wouldn't have to do this because of your previous actions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which would be very welcome. Yeah. Uh, but obviously <laughs> it's, it's constrained um, by the Mythos Pack release uh, a schedule yes. at the time. They couldn't completely make it optional. Um, this was probably the only way you could do it in that format. Exactly, exactly. And you look at your campaign log and basically um, for each path that's known to you, put a resource in the mouth of Kinyan. Uh, yeah. as a pillar token so um you know most people will have at least a couple of, of those to start with yeah um in that way yeah yeah yeah. and there's another interesting bullet point there that's going to mean nothing to you the first time you play it if you've played this scenario mm. before during this campaign what what how could that happen <laughs> <laughs> and you have reached act two before flip act 1a over and place it at the mouth of Kanyan. So that's a suggestion there that you may have to do this more than once. Yes, so that's the sort of a hint there. And then it's it's the it's the good old um, making an exploration deck uh, using um, assets from the um, from earlier scenario um, to do that. So you're using some of the um, some of the earlier from the very first or the second scenario uh, the overgrown ruins the temple of fang and the stone altar and then you're you're adding to that um the the new locations which came with that i think uh there's a couple of them the time wrecked woods and the stone altar i think is that right i think that's about right yeah uh and you start with the mouth of kenyan on its um on, on its uh, cavern's moor side. Yes, there is essentially it's a two-sided location, isn't it? One for each half. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you, you start there. So it, it feels it feels like you're retreading um, 
you know, the, the very beginning of the scenario because you're using some of those assets again. Um, but uh, just in a slightly different context this time. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And that's pretty much the yeah, setup, so isn't not, it? Not yeah, not too much. So other, other yeah, than the fact that you could skip it entirely or you might be doing it for a second or third time, it is quite mm. a standard setup, isn't it? It is. It is. It's, it's, it's very standard. And of course, it, it would feel very familiar because uh, it's exactly like it's very similar to what's, what you've done before uh, in that way. So, yeah. So here we are. It's part one. We're at the mouth of Kenyan. Agenda 1A, the jungle's heart. You are deep in the jungle now, surrounded on all sides by the uncharted wilderness. All around you, the rainforest sings its lyrics found in every chirping insect, every snapping tree branch, every serpent's hiss. So as an action, you can explore, draw the top card of the exploration deck, and if it is a connecting location, put it into play and move to it. And there is a five threshold, doom threshold on the agenda. Yep, yep. And the Act 1A is search for the pattern. Uh, six stone pillars surround the entrance of the cavern, each carved with a series of uncanny grooves and hieroglyphs that form an intricate pattern. Touching them causes the grooves to glow brightly, and twisting them causes the patterns to shift and change. Perhaps these patterns match the glyphs found in other regions of the jungle. Uh, two clues per investigator to proceed. Uh, at this stage, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing that it's a relatively short act but it's not clear at the very beginning mm. what you're supposed to be doing no. you've just got to get some clues and i guess that's why if you're replaying it you don't start there you, you start yes because you know what you're supposed uh, to be doing then yes you know, yes you know what you're doing exactly so that's um that's where the act 1a starts so uh, you know getting two pl clues per investigator is doesn't usually take very long, so it's almost like you're kind of just acclimatizing yourself to the area um, and, and just working out what you need to do. Mm. Yeah, I'll just do the mouth of Kinyan, the caverns more. It's too shroud. Uh, yeah, there's no clues here. It's just got an action resign. Let's make camp and solve this puzzle tomorrow. And once you know what's going on, that actually makes sense you might decide rather than taking any more damage or horror, yes. we'll just resign and try it again. And action, you can check your supplies. If you have a compass, look at the top three cards of the exploration deck, place one at the bottom and the other two on top in any order. So, you know, it's like the map, but in this case, it's the compass. So you're, you know, that yes. allows you to stack the deck in the exploration deck as you have been able to do before. So, yeah. yeah. And the next new location is Time Racked Woods. Um, four Shroud, two clues per investigator. It's just jungle traded, so it's one of the standard ones that will be in the in, um, the mm. Explore deck at the beginning of the game. Uh, it's got a double action um, option on this location. Choose a non-elite card worth vengeance points in the victory display and place that card in the encounter discard pile. Group limit once per game. And that's probably something we should have done when we were playing this, shouldn't we? Because yes, we yes. were victim of the, um, particularly in the second half, we were terrible yep. victims of vengeance. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a little bit yes. of flavour text there. The flora along this path are wildly distorted. Some of the flowers are withered, some are vibrant, but all are alien to you. And it's worth a victory point as well. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely worth doing that if you've got 
three, even three or four vengeance points, you definitely want to take advantage of that mm. because it will make your life a lot easier. It's interesting they put it in there. They must have recognised that uh, the vengeance points can really mess up your game in the second and half. Particularly. Yes, and it's interesting. This is a location in the first half. I don't. Was it, I don't think it's in the. It's not in the second half, is it? So no. unless until you know that that can really muck mm. you up in the second half, you probably go. Oh, I won't bother with that. It's fine. <laughs> yeah yeah and in fact i would go so far as to say from a strategy perspective knowing knowing what i know now i just wouldn't kill anything yeah i'm just trying to evade as much as you can you do not want to be killing anything in this scenario unless you absolutely have to yeah because it's just not worth it and that shall become clear when we get to the second half yes Yes. exactly And then the Ancient Ruins location, which is new, is a stone altar, which is a three-shard, one-clue per investigator location. Uh, forced, after you enter stone altar, reveal a random chaos token from the chaos bag. If you reveal the, a, a, you know, an elder sign, a, a skull, a cultist, tablet, elder thing, or uh, auto-fail, lose one action if you cannot take one horror instead. So, yeah. Uh, and it says, once a ceremonial site, now overgrown and forgotten. So, there we go. Yeah. Okay, next one we've got is Temple of the Fang. Another, the one of the, It's the second of the three ancient locations. Remembering that only one of these will be in the game. Uh, two shroud, one clue per investigator. Temple of the Fang gets plus one shroud for each vengeance point in the victory display. So that's already there, an inkling that things get more difficult depending on how much we've angered Yik, I guess. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rising just over the tree canopy is a time-worn step pyramid of pale stone. A storm of hisses surrounds you from the trees. Victory 2. Overgrown ruins. Um, shroud 5 on this one. One clue per investigator. Mm. Forced. After you enter overgrown ruins, if you are poisoned, lose all remaining actions and end your turn. A dense thicket of flora obscures the route to these ruins. Tendrils of vine grip the pyramid steps as though holding on for dear life. Victory 2. So I guess the narrative there is all of the all of the, mm. these dense flora, all of these vines and, and what have you are making it more difficult. And I suppose if you're already poisoned, you, you're not on your top form, so to speak. And so you're no. finding it much more difficult. So you're, it's going to take you longer to get to the top. Get to the yeah, to the yeah, ruins yeah. themselves. Yep, yep. There we go. So that is the new locations on this scenario. Well, that didn't take long, did it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I I don't know why, but in my mind originally I thought the sort of the pillars were sort of all around the moor, but they're not. They're kind of pillars are at the moor, aren't you? But you're finding examples of the symbols that you're looking for on the scattered locations. We don't know why the resources are on there yet. That will come on the next act, won't it? So, yes. Exactly. When you're first, exactly at this right, point, yeah. all you're doing is wandering around finding clues to exactly. progress yeah, the yeah, act. Yeah, yeah. And then after exactly. five turns, the agenda will advance. Yes. So I think it's likely that the act would go first. You would think so, wouldn't you? In, yeah, in yes. You're going to get a couple of clues each within five turns, aren't you? Mm. I would have thought. You'd think yeah. so. You'd think actually... You could get them in the first turn, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and so that flips, but it doesn't flip into text. It flips into the winged serpent. So already we have a uh, 
We have a uh, a monster on us, a monster serpent elite. Uh, it doesn't have any health, which means it can't be killed. It's eight fight and five evade, so it's up there trying to evade or fight this thing is 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 going to be tough. It spawns at the mouth of Kenyan. It's alert, hunter, and massive. Uh, cannot be defeated, cannot make attacks of opportunity. So that's important to know, so you can move away from it. But after a pillar token is placed on the mouth of Kenyan, exhaust the winged serpent. It does not ready during the upkeep phase this round. So, I mean, essentially, it's a it, it's 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 there to harry you yes. and to to stop you know stop you from getting things that quickly because it's going to fly around. It's not really something you want to fight because why would you? You can't defeat it. Um, and even evasion is not going to be easy, but you can run away from it without taking attacks of opportunity. So, yes, yeah, yeah or do, or do other things. Yes, you. yeah, exactly. And interestingly, yeah, it's got yeah, the yeah. subtitle of The Wrath of Yig. Mm. Yes, so Yig, Yig is not happy. Definitely not. Um, yes, so that. That flips and we then go to Act 2A, which then tells us what we have to do. So it's like, ah, this is what we have to do. <laughs> You've already got a clue from having read uh, the description on the Winged Serpent, yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So shall I just keep yeah, sure. doing this and then you can do the agenda? So it says, opening the moor, you have discovered that the ruins within the jungle each bear a distinct pattern of glyphs which match those found on the six pillars. As you turn the pillars to match the patterns, a serpentine creature descends from the clouds. It sounds like a video game, doesn't it? It so sounds like that with the pillars and patterns yes. and things. So as, as an action, the investigators at the mouth of Kenyan can spend one per investigator clues as a group. You solve a piece of the puzzle, add one resource to the mouth of Kenyan as a pillar token. So you probably already have a couple on there already. Yeah. And then, the, then you want to. You have to go back there with your clues, uh, and um, you know, put them on there. You know, and then obviously you want to do that. Now it says objective: solve the puzzle of the six pillars in order to enter Kenyan. There are six pillar tokens, so twelve clues essentially. You've got to get yeah. onto this. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly, obviously, we've already been out venturing around getting clues so we could mm. advance the act to this stage. And now we've got to go out and get yes. more. So we probably already yeah, hoovered yeah. up the easier ones. So now we've got to go out and get <laughs> the hard ones. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is there is some strategy in this because you, you, it would be very inefficient to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mm. So you want to go and get as many as you can and take them all back yes but the problem with that is is if you wait too long then the scenario ends kind of thing yeah so you get the balance right isn't it yeah between the two mm. so then while we're off doing that then the agenda is most likely to advance isn't it so if i flip agenda 1a to to 1b sorry are we alone after exploring the rainforest for hours, you reach the top of a steep ridge from which you can see much of the surrounding area. Uncanny winged creatures caw at you from above, circling over the cavern entrance like vultures waiting for their meal. From this vantage point, you may be able to see the approaching threats as they traverse the brush below. If only you had something to help you see further. Shuffle the encounter discard pile into the encounter deck. The lead investigator chooses one investigator to be the group's lookout. That investigator checks his or her supplies. If the lookout has binoculars, 
he or she is able to see the creature approaching it and avoid it. The lookout suffers no ill effects. So that doesn't bode well for if you don't have binoculars, does it? So yes. if you don't have binoculars, discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until an enemy is discarded and spawn that enemy at the lookout's location. Mm. So another example yes. of not having a specific item in your yeah. inventory coming to bite you later. Yeah. And as I posted on Facebook yes. the other day, someone was going, oh, without any spoilers, what uh, what equipment should I take on the Forgotten Age? And I said, well, whichever you, whatever you take, you'll wish you took something else. <laughs> yep, because you yep. can't take it all. Yes, there will at some no, point. Yeah, you wish. Yes. I wanted that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the map and the compass would probably have the greatest utility mm. of anything. Yeah, you know. But you're right. It doesn't matter what you choose. There'll be something. It won't yeah, be. Yeah, there'll enough. be something you couldn't exactly. take. Yeah, whether it would be something yeah. that caused you trauma early or now you go. Oh, I wish I'd bought the binoculars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then that takes us to Agenda 2, Setting Sun. The day advances quickly. Mm. Through the thick canopy of trees, you can tell that the sun is starting to sink closer to the horizon. To the east, the sky grows dim. Soon the jungle will be covered in darkness and you will have to stop and make camp for the night. So again, you have the same explore action there and another five shroud. So, but not shroud, sorry, five uh, threshold. So between the two mm. the two acts, you've only got 10 rounds, haven't you? It's not a lot of time. You have. You have. And the first time, you're going to use up at least one getting to Act 2. Mm. So the first time you do it, you're probably at best going to have nine turns to get four pillars, five pillars. Yeah. You know, it's a lot. It is. It's, it's, uh, it's not easy. Uh, particularly if you're true solo, <laughs> mm. because the number of pillars doesn't scale um, to the number of people, although the number of clues does. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. So there we are. Um, we're now at well, the objective is open up to us. We're going to be running around the various locations, getting as mm. many clues as we can. And then perhaps trying on master, then get back to the mouth of Canyon and place them all on the pillars, solve the yeah, puzzle, yeah, so yeah. to speak, while yeah. trying to yeah. avoid the winged serpent that's flapping after us and attacking yes. us and whatever. Yes, and all the other um, enemies that are all bouncing around. That's true. As well, There's a fair so... few in this deck, aren't we? Strangleweed, basilisks, yep. uh, lots and lots of treacheries, pit vipers, boa constrictors. Yes, and yep. most most of which have vengeance on as well. Yep. So yeah, yep. just looking through so... the strangleweeds got <clears throat> on oh, no, that's victory. The basilisks got vengeance too. There's two of them. The um, the Pit Vipers Vengeance 1, there's three of them. The Bow Constrictor's yep. got Vengeance 2, but there's only one of him. So you yep. can very quickly rack up a serious amount of Vengeance if you're going in all gung-ho. <laughs> yes, exactly. So the more you can just evade, avoid, just get the clues. That's That's the thing. It's just so easy to get sidetracked because the other thing is evasion is one action and then you can move on yeah if you fight something most of the time like the apex strangleweed is a victory but if they've got six health yes like you know 
That's, that's going to take a bit of bit of getting into, you know. So 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 the thing is, just from an efficiency perspective, it's almost like the game wants you to play it like you're just kind of creeping through the jungle, finding the clues and creeping back. Because if you try and take on the jungle in a fighty way, you're just going to waste so much time. You're going to rack up a whole lot of vengeance. It's just, it's not worth it. You're mm. better off evading, getting the clues and getting them back as much as you can. Yeah. Um, in that way. The one, the particularly hated encounter card is the Ants one. It's called, it always comes up. People hate this card. Uh, revelation effect, test for agility. For each point you fail by, discard a random card from your hand or choose and discard a card from your play area. Yeah. Like that is, you know, that's like a, that's a good old crypt chill mm-hmm. right there. It's, um, yeah, yeah. nasty. You've got snake bite as well, which so. is another test evade of three. And if you fail, you either deal five damage to one of your allies or take a direct damage <laughs> and get poisoned. So yeah, yeah. This, yeah. This, you can see why it's a common, uh, Advice is to go into Forgotten Age with high evade skill, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you're an evasion of one, I think Leo has an evasion of one, does he? Leo, not Leo DeLuca, Leo Leo Anderson. Anderson. I think he's, yeah, I think he's notoriously low on uh, evasion, which is kind of ironic because he is at a Forgotten Age guy, isn't he? Leo Anderson. Yes, sorry, I was don't know why I was thinking of Monterey Jack then that, that he was one of the ones that was mentioned in Forgotten Age, but then didn't turn up till later. But no, that was Monterey Jack. Yeah, he's yeah. Leo Anderson has a one evade, so <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of ironic because he is from. I'm pretty sure he's a Forgotten Age uh, ally, and uh, yes, he has a one <laughs> evade. So youch. Um. So I think you know the first time you play this, it's gonna be it's gonna be awful. You know, once you kind of know what you've got to do and you can stay focused on the strategy, I think you probably do quite a bit bit better. Yeah. But this one, like you say, there's a foreshadowing. But uh, if you don't get the pillars, it's not a case of oh you haven't got the pillars, but you can move on. Nope. It's a little bit different. This one is. Yeah. <laughs> so let's 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 progress then for now on the fact that we failed to uh, achieve our objective. So let's progress. Ad- Agenda two yes. to agenda two B. Night falls in the jungle. Night comes swiftly, blanketing the rainforest in dim moonlight. The sounds of the jungle change as nocturnal creatures start to emerge. Soon the air is filled with the buzzing and chirping of strange insects and even stranger beasts, the identity of which you are unable to determine. The dangers of nighttime are too great to ignore, and the darkness makes it difficult for you to study the glyphs and patterns necessary to shift the path- pillars correctly. You have no choice but to set up camp and continue your exploration in the morning. Each surviving investigator immediately resigns. Yep. Yes. So at that point, shall I read the no resolution was reached? That probably fits, doesn't it, to do it at that point? The hazards of the jungle are too dangerous for you to continue exploring. If you remain any longer, these odd pillars will mark your grave. You decide to flee for now with returning to a familiar clearing several miles away where you can recuperate you know that you must eventually return to the pillars and figure out the patterns that will open the way forward but for now at least you are safe if there are more pillar tokens on the mouth of Kanyan than there were when the scenario began 
in your campaign log, cross out how many paths are known to you, then record X paths are known to you. X is the number of pillar tokens on the mouth of Kenyan. That's a very wordy way of just saying update mm. the pillar tokens on the mouth of Kenyan to what it is now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. basically, yes. Uh, now, then it says the investigators must replay scenario 5A hard to the eldest part one. Reset the game to this scenario setup. Do not record anything else in your campaign log except for any trauma suffered from your previous game. No experience points are earned from your previous game. Any player whose investigator was killed or driven insane must choose a new investigator to play as normal. So we failed to solve the puzzle of the pillars. So now we go back to camp. We have a, we have a sleep and then a camp several miles away as well. So we've got a long mm. trek back to camp. Have a sleep, bit of a recuperate, several miles back again, have another go, carrying on from where you left off, sort of. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. Which, you know, you can hear the collective groan. That would would be part of that. The thing that's slightly kind of unfair about that is you've spent all this time exploring so you would kind of know where the locations were yeah you, you know you might have a compass and things but you, it's like you're literally resetting everything and starting again yeah and you've um, got to explore you all know. over again haven't you all over again yeah it kind of would work I, I i would almost hazard a house rule personally where you leave out the locations you've explored and you just kind of um I guess, though, yeah, and you drop any clues and put them back, you know, kind of thing and do it that way would feel a bit bit better, but maybe it's just simpler just to reset the whole thing and start again. But from a story perspective, it kind of doesn't quite make sense that you would have to... It's almost like you've forgotten all of the places you've just been to. You've got to sort of rediscover them all again. So yeah, and then looking back at the setup as well, you you go through the whole setup again, and then it says if you played this scenario before and have reached Act mm. Two before, flip Act One A over and place it in the mouth of Kenyan. So you're going to start at the mouth of Kenyan, being the only location in play, and with the winged serpent there. Yes, it feels like a real disadvantage yep. there, unless I'm missing something. No, no. So you've you're got right. to, like that's, you say, you've got to. Exactly. You, you know, only if you've got to explore again, you've got to do it while fending off the winged serpent. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And it it be, it'd be strange because some of the locations would have, even though you've solved it, some of the locations are going to have clues back on them again. Yeah. Right. And those clues are meant to represent patterns you've already learnt. Yeah, so you actually you, you, know you can mean? go back and learn a new puzzle from a place you've already researched and studied previously. I suppose that yeah. at least that way, if you've got a low intellect investigator, you're not at a dead end. Only, yeah, sure. if, if, if 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 left it that it was only the locations you hadn't solved before, you be you might be yeah. stuck with the more difficult ones and not able to get any further. Where at least you could go to the lower shroud yeah. locations and get the clues from there. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it makes sense from a gameplay yes, perspective, but it not doesn't narrative. make sense from a story yeah, perspective. But definitely. Uh, um, definitely a, a, a break there. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. So. Anyway, that that's what you've got to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and and I guess it gives you an opportunity to use those nearer locations you wouldn't have used 
the first time. Yes. Because you would have used them flipping. So it would be slightly easier, you would you would think, than than what it was before. Yeah. But um, it's just the fact that you have to replay the thing again and you possibly again. Yeah. And maybe again, <laughs> it would start to get. I think you'd really, be reaching really a table flip moment at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, um, if you go into this knowing, you know what you've got to do, it's different. Yes, but yes. I think yes, the first time, uh, it 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 wouldn't be a uh, a welcome. Particularly if you had to do it three times mm. or something. My goodness, or four times. Yeah. Yes, uh, true solo, particularly like you say, could be particularly punishing. <laughs> Leo, true solo, uh, something like that. The uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. Yes, yes. Do you want to take the advancing of the act then, as if we've now now we've yeah, been through it so, maybe a second or third or yeah. seventh time? Third. We've, uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. We've finally achieved the exactly. Object. Yes, I actually remember I played this with uh, someone who wasn't so into Arkham Horror, the card okay. game, and I remember this was the just the breaking this point, was the yeah, kind of the killer scenario. <laughs> yes. They never played again. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you you flip Act Two A, and it says entering Kenyan. With a deep rumbling that shakes the ground outside, something inside the cavern shifts in a distinct sequence. The six obelisks slowly descend into the ground, twisting and turning. The serpent creature that guarded the cavern lets out a shriek of anger and hate before flying off and vanishing behind the tree line. Well, that was handy, wasn't it? One by one, the stone pillars disappear into the dirt and the earth stops shaking. R1. So that's what you want. And R1 says, Swallowing your fear, you enter the cavern. In your campaign log, record that the jungle watches. Next to this, in the parentheses, record the names of each card with Vengeance X in the victory display. Do not record any tally marks under Yig's Fury. Each investigator earns experience equal to victory X, but you can't spend that. You have to proceed immediately to Heart of the Elders Part 2. So, um, I mean, obviously you could you know, leave it for another day, but basically yeah. you, you're just moving straight on to the next one. Mm. Yes. Okay. So, yes, Heart of the Elders Part 2. Um, again, is a fairly... Um, shall I read the intro yeah, sure. for this one? Uh, you descend down miles of steep cold stone. The tunnels are chokingly narrow at first, filled with rubble and detritus. Finally, you reach level ground and the cavern's true nature reveals itself before you. It's as though there were an entire world below the surface. The cavern's ceiling is like a stone curtain of sky above you. Even more vast and terrifying are the endless depths below you, beyond the edges of stone chasms and archaic bridges. On all sides, this underground realm seems to extend beyond the boundary of your sight. You wonder just how far it reaches. Perhaps the entirety of the known surface of the Earth is but a top layer of another world. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Quite evocative, that definitely, really is. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's, when you when you, you you're in the uh, in the zone and you're playing the scenario, and maybe you might be skimming the text or whatever. Heaven forbid mm. when you're doing a text, a flavor text podcast. Um, <laughs> you, it's easy to miss the fact that we have traveled miles now down into the bowels of the earth from 
in my head and in my memory, it's like, oh, yeah, we solved the pillars, we step yes. through the cavern door, and here we are at the next scenario. But no, we've, we're traveling down, we're descending for miles. Yeah, it's yes. easy to skip and forget that bit. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's because, unlike Edge of the Earth and others, where they use three-dimensional ways to kind of mm. create three dimensions in like edge of the earth is sort of going up the yes, mountain yeah. and things like that they didn't do that kind of thing back in these times so everything still felt very flat mm. they didn't kind of evoke that kind of depth yes. idea or maybe they will later in this well, well they, they did in right carcosa remember jumping off the balcony Ah, yes. yes. Yes, there was that. Yes. yes. And then we had the building but, with three um, floors as well. But generally, it is, you're right, it's a flat yes. map, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It is. And you're right, this one doesn't feel, it doesn't give you that feeling of immense depth. No. Um, yep. Yep. So then, in terms yes. of the setup, yeah, it's just a case of gathering the relevant encounter sets, put the mouth of mm-hmm. Kenyan into play, but on the other side this time, the depths beneath yep. version. Mm-hmm. Um, and then essentially what we just did at the end of the previous scenario was make, basically logged what um, vengeance we had and we put those cards back yep. into the victory display as the jungle watchers um, yeah. set the descent to Yoth aside out of play and build the encounter the, the exploration deck from five single sided locations and um, mm-hmm. four is that four or five, four different um encounters uh, treacheries yeah which is similar to not uh so this is this is like very similar to um the doom of etsley right this is inside yes but but interestingly doesn't reuse the doom of etsley locations it's got its own set yes but i guess we are we're well like i said we're miles under the earth now aren't we so the fact we wouldn't be stumbling across locations we found before if we would that would be quite a stretch of the imagination (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly and i guess that's why as as this is split two scenarios split out of one 60 card mythos pack or whatever there's limits as to how many new cards they could fit in there so i guess that's why they had to reuse a whole bunch for the previous scenario because all the new ones were being used in this half correct yeah Yeah, that's just that's just a side effect of the distribution method isn't it yeah yeah okay so um shall i take well we'll have the act and the agenda now won't we so shall i take the agenda Absolutely. Agenda 1A, the Lonely Caverns. Though much of this cavern system is natural and untouched by humans, you are stunned to find signs of an ancient civilization that once inhabited the area. If there are no clues on your location, so this is an action, if there are no clues on your location, you can explore. Draw the top card of the exploration deck, and if it is connecting, put it into play and move to it. And forced, when this, ad- when this agenda advances, do not remove Doom from each location in play. And that's a threshold of seven. Yeah. Okay. And the act, Act 1A, is Cavern of the Forgotten Age. So we actually get Forgotten Age. So this is what (laughs) Forgotten Age means. We're actually in the uh, Forgotten Age. The vast underground caverns of Kenyan are cold and all too quiet. Scattered forsaken ruins lie undisturbed along your path to the nexus of Ninkai. What happened in this ancient and forgotten place? 
Were these ruins once occupied by humans or by species far, far older? Mm. Mm. Just on that point, Kevling, I know there's been a lot of talk lately uh, in the US about UFOs. They call them UFOs. They've got another word for them. Uh, but but basically, you know, objects that are flying and all sorts of phenomena. And apparently there's, there's a lot more to it. There's been a lot more people stepping forward and who've worked with the Pentagon and others and sort of talking about it. But one of the things is apparently is not just the idea that there are sort of aliens from outer space, but one of the... Uh, Hypothesis is that there's a there's some sort of alien civilization at the bottom of the ocean or some other location rather than coming from outer space and that's where the source of these phenomena is coming from which is so they haven't ruled that out so there you go (laughs) this could be closer to the truth than we imagine (laughs) yeah there we go so we've got three clues per investigator and we've got seven which feels fairly balanced although you would think the act deck would probably move forward first wouldn't it but uh before that we've got quite a lot of new locations here yeah so descent of yoth was set aside wasn't it so we've got five locations in the um yeah shall i take the first one the first one i've got is hall of idolatry it's an ancient. Look. Should we do the mouth of Kenyan? Oh, that's first? probably re- that's just, the second time I'm I've just... done that in this podcast. Now <laughs> he's forgotten the generic, the the the, loca- the one location that's sh- shared between the two halves. I'll tell you what. Shall I start with the mouth of Kenyan? Yes, the depths that's a beneath. Great idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's classed as a cave. Uh, same artwork as before. Uh, two shroud, one clue per investigator. So as an action, check your supplies. If you have a map, look at the top two cards of the expert. Am I reading the right one? No. Yes, mm-hmm. I am. Okay. Yes, so check your supplies. If you had a map, look at the top two cards of the exploration deck. Discard each treachery looked at by this effect and then shuffle the exploration deck. Even the enormous size of the cavern entrance pales in, it pales in comparison with the vastness of the depths below. Now, this might be really nitpicky, Kevling, but wouldn't have you thought that when you're exploring the jungle, you might have a map that kind of helps you? Whereas when you're exploring a totally undiscovered underground vastness, the compass would be something you would probably need. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got a map here. <laughs> Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, unless you're making the map, I suppose. But I always assume the map meant you kind of knew vaguely where the jungle locations were, you know, back in the day. It was, it was, you know, in the first scenario, it was you had a map. Yeah. And you were at the sort of the site. And also being nitpicky, it, it, we've just travelled miles and miles and miles underground. Why is the artwork for Mouth of Kenyan still the jungle? Mm, yes, exactly. Exactly. It's... Yes, yes. Mm. So they even call it the depths beneath, but then they're still showing you the jungle on the surface and the and the mouth, the entrance, the cave Correct. entrance. And if we travelled miles, it doesn't kind of make sense that that is still the location on the surface that we're then travelling miles to get to each connected location. Yes, exactly. But, but so, anyway, yeah, we are nitpicking a little bit there, but uh, <laughs> yes, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, I'll just pick one of these locations. Uh, just one that. Just like pick any of them. It doesn't matter, does it? No. They're all. 
Okay, so I've got here Perilous Gulch. What's a gulch? Is it like a, a kind of a valley, isn't it? It's like a valley. Or it's one of those words that I've never questioned when I heard it because I imagine I know what it means, but I don't actually know what it means. I think you might be right. And looking at the artwork. I think it, yeah, I think it's one of those things I've seen in lots of cowboy movies where they talk about gulch. A gulch is a deep, narrow ditch with a stream running through its base. A gully is similar but smaller. Okay, a gulch, it's a big a gulch. gully. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, big gully. <laughs> it's a well. This big gully is a four-shroud, one-clooper investigator location. It's sort of very dark and greenish-looking. It's kind of hard to work out what's going on in the actual picture. Uh, Forced, after you fail the skill test while investigating Perilous Gulch, check your supplies. If no investigator at this location has rope, place one doom on Perilous Gulch. So clearly it's it's easy to sort of fall off the edge or something. And it says, a longer dark chasm, the path winds and twists. Serpent statues with rearing heads are poised to strike as you pass. There we go. Mm. Okay, next one I have is Hall of Idolatry. Uh, three shroud, two clues per investigator. Forced. After you put Hall of Idolatry into play by successfully exploring, check the campaign log. If there are five or more tally marks under Yig's Fury, draw the top card of the encounter deck, or the top two cards instead if there are ten or more tally marks. Which I think there were when we played, weren't there? Because we were particularly careless in those early scenarios. <laughs> We blew up. We blew up the temple. We did, didn't we? Yeah, so that was an instant. <laughs> I don't know. However, a ridiculous amount. A of, million. Uh, yeah. It was like it was a huge number. Yes. So yes, that that is that is a pretty punishing card mm, to get. Really, definitely. Um, yes, and particularly if that Yig's Fury is there, that's really nasty. Yes. Um, Next one I've got here is Vast Passages, which is just this sort of unending sort of vista. Uh, and it's a only two shroud, one clue per investigator location. As an additional cost for you to explore while at Vast Passages, check your supplies. If no investigator at this location has binoculars, you must spend an additional action. Well, that kind of speaks for itself, really. That's like it's so vast you need the binoculars to work out what's going on. And it says the scale of these caverns is dizzying. It is truly a world of its own. It feels a little unfair, that does, too. That's almost like a compound mm. uh, ish, uh, um, impact there because we've literally, the last thing we did was nominate someone to be a lookout. Have they got binoculars? Oh, no, they're going to get an enemy. Oh, now, oh, you didn't bring binoculars again? Oh, you've got to get something <laughs> else happen to you. Two times on the trot. Oh, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, uh, next one I have is Dark Hollow. Three shroud, one clue per investigator. Forced after Dark Hollow enters play, check your supplies. If no investigator has a map, place one clue per investigator. Additional clues on Dark Hollow. Mm. Not quite. I'm trying to work out thematically why, if you didn't have a map, there'd be more for you to investigate there. Whereas if you did have a map, there wouldn't be. I'd, you'd think it'd be the other way around, wouldn't you? If you've got a map, it might help you find yeah, more exactly. clues. Okay. And and the other thing is, where would you have gotten the map from? Because this is all, no one's ever been here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
That's the thing. I, like that's why the compass kind of makes more sense because you would you be using a compass, yeah. right? Yeah, to, to work out you're still going in the same direction that you were before, and you've not exactly. been turned around or whatever. Yeah, unless you're using the map to chart things out, Perhaps. I guess. But then that's yeah, I agree. It's it, it kind of doesn't quite make sense, yeah. does it? And then a bit of flavour text there. The throat of the cavern extends for miles, and you cannot help but feel you are descending into the belly of a great beast. One victory point. Mm. Finally, we've got crystal pillars, which are only a one shroud, two clues per investigator location. So that sounds all right. Uh, it says forced after you enter crystal pillars, test one um, willpower. But this test gets plus one difficulty for each vengeance point in the victory display. If you fail, take a damage and a horror. So this is why you don't want vengeance in the victory display, because we found that this was pretty bad for us. <laughs> and it's not capped either. No. Often they, when they do these tests no. that increase, there's a cap, you know, up to a maximum of five, mm. say. But no, you could be having mm. to do a willpower test of eight there or something. Yeah, it's it's yeah exactly, and it says enormous white crystals pierce through the tunnel, sending reflections of light across the walls and ceiling, or even the idea that you know investigators at this location can pull their willpower or something. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, you know, there's ways you could, but yeah, that's and that's a victory point. So it's either going to be really easy if you don't have any vengeance, or it's going to be, you know, pretty bad. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so that's all of our locations. So yeah, I guess chances are we'll have found our three clues per investigator before seven rounds have passed. So shall I progress the You'd act? Hope so. <laughs> yes. So Act One B yeah. in circles, with very few landmarks to spot along the dark and lonely tunnels. You must rely on your wits and navigation skills to make your way forward without getting lost. If only you had an easy way to mark the places you've already visited. Shuffle Descent to Yoth into the exploration deck. The lead investigator chooses one investigator to be the group's scout. That investigator checks his or her supplies. If the scout has chalk, you're able to avoid travelling in circles and the scout suffers no ill effects. If the scout does not have chalk, place one clue on each location in play from the token pool. And then, if the scout is on a single-sided location, shuffle that location back into the exploration deck and move each enemy investigator that was at that location to a connecting location nearest to the mouth of Kenyan. Mm. So it's almost like it sets you back one location, doesn't it? Yeah, and have, of course with the, the extra clues, which means it's harder to explore because you have to get rid of the clues on a location before you can explore. Yes. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you'd have to re-explore to bring that location back out that you were just at, and it could be the one location that is connected to the depths of descent to Yoth that you want to get to. Yes. Okay, so then, so while we're then doing that, I guess. Oh, actually, I've not, I've not. I need to take the um, Act Two A, don't I? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I've just read the the Act One B. So. That then takes us to Act 2A, Descent into Dark. The deeper you descend into the cold darkness, the more you feel the crushing weight of the world above and the dizzying reality of the world further below. You suddenly long for the surface and wonder if you will ever see the sky again. Objective, if each surviving investigator is at the descent to Yoth and there is no doom on it, you may advance. Well, the Hall of Idolatry is the linking... Oh no, there's two. Crystal Pillars... 
and Hall of Idolatry are the two. The Hall of Idolatry makes you draw more encounter cards. The Crystal Pillars is could be the easy way, but it depends on how much of uh, vengeance points there are. So in an ideal world, you would have very few vengeance points. You'd find the Crystal Pillars and that would get you to the Descent of Yoth. That's what. That's the way you want to do it. Um, yeah. Yes. And shall I? Re- it probably makes sense to read Descent to Yoth at this point. Do you want to take that? Because I just read the Axe, didn't I? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, the Descent of Yoth has got uh, this is really nice picture. It looks quite evocative. This sort of this huge kind of cavern with this very ornate kind of looks like it's been rolled in front of it or rolled away from it. Uh, it's a three shroud, no clue location. It says, Force, after Descent of Yoth enters play, each investigator must either place one Doom on Descent of Yoth or draw the top two cards of the encounter deck. After you successfully investigate Descent to Yoth, instead of discovering clues, you may flip one Doom on Descent of Yoth to its clue side. Okay. I guess that so gives you, you multiple ways of achieving your objective, doesn't it? Because we need to be at Descent mm. to Yoth without and still be alive, and there be no doom on it. So it may be if you're a particular fighty investigator, it might be easier for you to take the two encounter cards rather than the clues, yep. or the other way yes. around. Um, the other way around. Yeah. But yeah, you're exactly. right, that's a beautiful piece of art, isn't it? Hmm, it's great. I think it's the, it was the cover, wasn't it, of this box, of this yes. scenario pack? I think so. Mm. I think you're right. Yes, it was. Okay. So we are exploring these caverns, trying to find that location. So I guess the agenda would now tick over at some point while that's going on, wouldn't it? Yes, it certainly would. (laughs) So agenda 1B, check the campaign log. Uh Uh-oh. If the Harbinger (laughs) is still alive, from the entrance far behind you, with a threatening hiss and an all-too-familiar rattling causes you to freeze in terror. You grip the nearest weapon you can find and turn in fright, hands trembling. How has it followed you this far? When will this awful hunt end? Search the collection for the Harbinger of Volusia and spawn it at the location farthest from all investigators. Although, if there are eight or more tally marks under Yig's Fury in your campaign log, Mm -hmm. it enters play at the lead investigator's location instead. (laughs) It enters play with damage on it equal to the amount of damage recorded in the campaign log. I don't like how that is so binary. It's either as far away from you as it possible to be, or it's in your face. Yes. yes. It, it, I don't know. It ought to be a, a middle ground somewhere. If there is between three yeah, and yeah, whatever, yeah. spawn it two locations away. I, I don't know. Yeah. It just yeah. feels a little bit yes. harsh, shall we say. It's very punishing. The the Yig's Fury is punishing, and the um, the uh, um, the vengeance, the, um, vengeance yes. points. They're you know they're very punishing. Um, you know, a lot of the enemies in this area, and we found this. The Brood of Yig gets plus one fight for each vengeance point. Serpent of Yoth gets benefits for vengeance points. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the Harbinger gets any benefits from Vengeance Points, probably. I don't remember don't. now, but, you know, 
there is just so many things that this particular scenario does to punish you for past deeds. Yeah. And actually, I get that idea. It's a great idea from a story perspective, but it is really punishing. Yes, because we at one point, we found ourselves with all three brood of yigs, didn't we? And I think we had yep. six points of vengeance in the victory display. So we, we, we were did. bogged down with three enemies that had eight fight each. So we were just spending all of our turns just evade, 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 try and move and fail. And it was just, yeah. it, we just got absolutely swamped, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So it feels that the balancing, because what you do then is once you know that, then you you game the scenarios to minimize the impact. Yes. So which doesn't make it more story driven it makes it more gameplay process driven yes. then because you are deliberately gaming it so okay we want to minimize the vengeance points we want to minimize yig's fury and then you, um, then you're making gameplay decisions that don't necessarily match what your character yeah. would be doing in that situation i'm being attacked by a snake creature kill it no no i'm going to run yeah. away so that i don't suffer the consequences yeah, yeah. later yeah, yeah. So uh, it feels it feels like they didn't quite get the balance right. Uh, maybe they could have found more creative ways of sort of enacting Yig's fury and in other ways, perhaps. But yeah, it feels it, it it's going to be very punishing to people if they don't know what's what's going to happen. Like, there's no way under any circumstances I would ever blow up the caverns again. No, like, no. Knowing, knowing what I know now, you just, just don't, wouldn't do it, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what's more fun is what they did in Carcosa where they had sort of these sort of different balancing, you know, what was it, uh, doubt and conviction. And depending on doubt and conviction, you got different story beats and slightly different things. That was, that was actually reward for trying different, ways of doing things uh so you're not you know you could maybe have that playing out in some way but it's just yeah it just punishes you really badly yeah yeah anyway yes so there we go yeah yes so where are we now we've done we've just revealed the harbinger didn't we I think that's what that's we did. Right. Yes. Yeah, so so I just it. need to read Agenda 2A then. Eyes in the dark. Bright yellow eyes mm -hmm. peer at you from all sides as you continue delving deeper into the cavern. The glowing orbs vanish as soon as light is cast upon them. Re sorry, they vanish as light is cast upon them, reappearing as soon as the darkness returns. If there are no clues on your location, explore. Um, and this agenda gets a plus one per investigator doom threshold. So it starts with a 12, so obviously 13 for one player, mm -hmm. 14 for two player, etc., etc. Uh, but mm. as stated on the previous agenda, any doom that is on a location counts towards that threshold. It doesn't get yeah. removed when the agenda advanced. No. No. But to be honest, I don't think the, the doom threshold is the issue. No. In my experience, whenever I've played this, it's just, you know, you, you so very easily end up in a place where you just get overwhelmed. Um uh, and so getting to the, getting to that Descent of Yoth location uh, intact and <laughs> managing to successfully investigate it and everything else is uh, with no doom on it is, is 
is not easy at all. No. It's, uh, you know, the the jungle and, and the inhabitants are here to enact absolute vengeance on you. <laughs> so, yes, yes. Um, yeah, tough. Definitely. Right. Okay. So, uh, we are trying to get to the descent to Yoth and be there mm -hmm. with no doom on the location. So that's where we've left it, isn't it? That's our objective. Yes, correct. So um, do you want to take Act 2A then, as if we've achieved the objective, and take it from there? Yeah, so if you if you do manage to do that, uh, and you do manage to get to that place, then you would flip it over and it'd say, To Yoth, before you lies an ornate and elaborately decorated doorway a stone disc has been rolled aside to unveil a hellish realm beyond so the, the picture really does reflect the act 2b the caverns on the other side are bathed in a red glow and the serpent themed statues and carvings along the wall inform you that you're on the right track if investigators res rescued alejandro then it's resolution one if alejandro is missing then you go to resolution two yeah, and if we fail um, and the agenda advances, mm -hmm. that flips to crumbling caverns. Without warning, a deafening crash echoes throughout the cave and the ground under your feet rumbles with tremendous force. Stalactites and pieces of crumbling rock begin to fall from the ceiling of the cavern, striking the ground all around you and causing cracks to appear in the stone. We have to get out of here, you shout to each tacker, but by the time you realise what is coming, it is too late. The ground beneath your feet gives way and suddenly you are falling, plummeting into the depths below. Each surviving investigator is defeated and suffers one physical trauma. So it's not clear why that happened. Just, I mean, just say without warning, a crash echoes throughout the mm. cave, and the, the it all collapses, and we fall down. Just yes. a little bit <laughs> disappointing narratively. Uh, and then when you go to yeah. the the resolution, so following straight on from that one, if no resolution was reached because we were both defeated we were all defeated mm -hmm. you awaken lying on rough stone in a place much colder and deeper than before you stand and take stock of your surroundings noting the red glow that seems to emanate from the cavern to your left you follow it for several minutes until it finally leads you to a well-lit entryway filled with stone pillars at the far end of the room lies an ornate and elaborately decorated doorway a stone disc that has been rolled aside to unveil the hellish room realm beyond and then effectively, it's as though we've succeeded. We check the campaign log. If we rescued Alejandro, we go to resolution one. If he's missing, we go to resolution two. So being defeated, all that seems to happen is you just happen to fall down into where you were trying to get to. But if you're already at the descent of Yoth and you get defeated, then you fall down to the same place. You fall place. down into somewhere that connects to the... Yeah, it's... It's a little bit clumsy, isn't it? It is a little bit clumsy. It is, yeah. It doesn't quite work <laughs> narratively no, anyway. It, yeah. it doesn't. I can understand what no. they're trying to do. And like we've said before, they, they yeah. had limited number of cards that they could create or develop for this scenario because of the size of the pack. So there's limits to what they could do within those constraints. But I'm sure they could have yeah. narratively done it a bit better yeah yeah it feels it feels kind of a bit contrived and convenient yeah, that's like you say you could have been at the descent to Lyoth, then you get defeated mm. 
and then says you awaken much colder in a place colder and deeper than before then you follow the corridors and you're back at the that same room on the descent to yoth card artwork with yeah. the the red gaping maw and the stone disc rolled aside yes but anyway exactly yes, yes. Yeah. But then whatever happens, we're facing resolution one or two, dependent on what we mm. did with Alejandro. Yes. So I do resolution one. Yeah, sure. So resolution one, this is where you have rescued Alejandro. So he's with us, or he would have been with yes. us, right? He would have he would have been rocking along yes. beside us. Resolution one. Finally, Yoth, Cavern of the Serpents, the Cursed Ones who fled the destruction of Velusia. Alejandro examines the entryway with wonder in his eyes, arms raised in exultation. You know not of what he speaks, and you are beginning to grow worried. Just then, something scutters, scutters, oh, I've never heard that word, something scutters behind you, and a sound like the click-clacking of a claw catches you by surprise. Emerging from the darkness behind you are several alien creatures, the likes of which you have never seen. Ten feet tall with canonical bodies that end in four strange appendages of varying lengths. There you are, Alejandro says calmly. One of the creatures responds by clicking its claws against one another in a deliberate pattern. Take their minds, Alejandro (laughs) commands to the creatures. We have no further use for them. (laughs) This is your last human memory. Wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh, twist! Now that's a cliffhanger for the next scenario, isn't it? <laughs> uh, if the harbinger of Velusa entered play during this chapter, if it is in the victory display, cross out that it's still alive. If it's still in play, then set it aside that it is alive and record in parentheses below how much damage is on the harbinger. Replace the number that was previously in parentheses. For each vengeance point in the victory display, record one tally mark under Yig's Fury in the campaign log. Each investigator earns experience equal to victory X value of each card in the victory display. This is quite funny there, seeing just in two bullet points, one after the other, two completely different ways of saying, update that number. Yeah, just (laughs) add a tally mark. Why not just do that for tracking the health of the... uh... The Harbinger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. No, it's like, no, record in parentheses how much damage is on the Harbinger and replace the number of which was previously in parentheses. Just add a tally mark of how much damage has been done to it. Mm, never yeah. mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being picky now. Uh, and then resolution two was if Alejandro was missing, uh, before mm-hmm. you are able to cross into the next layer of the cavern, a sound like the click clacking of a claw catches you by surprise. Emerging from the darkness behind you are several alien creatures, the likes of which you have never seen. Ten feet tall with conical bodies that end in four strange appendages of varying lengths. You are stunned to see a human figure standing at the head of the group. None other than Alejandro Vela. Dun, dun, dun. Take their minds, Alejandro commands the creatures. We have no further use for them. It is your last human memory. And then everything else is exactly the same. So all the way through, we've been tracking whether we've rescued Alejandro, whether we've not, whether he's missing, whether... We're, and, and, and actually, it made absolutely no difference whatsoever. 
No. <laughs> the outcome here is exactly the same, whether you were defeated, whether you succeeded and you'd rescued Alejandro, whether you'd succeeded and you'd not rescued Alejandro. It's all the same. We're uh, same. faced by these strange yes. aliens led by Alejandro, it appears, and they're taking our minds. Yes, yes. You, you, you know what my grandmother would would have said? Oh, the dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there we go. What did you reckon to that yes. pairing? It's not great, was it? <laughs> oh, dear, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, look, it, yeah, all the scenarios have been pretty good up to now, but uh, I, I really, I really don't like this pair of scenarios. And and it's not one thing; it's a whole lot of things. Uh, uh, I think it, they, yeah, they made it more difficult for themselves. Like I say, by trying to split it mm. into two. If it was one scenario yeah. where you had to find your way through the cavern and down into the depths, it probably would yep. have played better. I don't know. It's just. Having that convoluted break in the middle, um, having to reuse other locations where it doesn't really make sense that you've reused them, having to replay that first half, it's, yeah, yeah from a sort of a narrative perspective, it didn't really work, did it? No, no, I think from a narrative perspective, I mean, we already said the boundary beyond sort of didn't do much to push the push the sort of the story forward very much except this sort of this very nebulous the paths are open to you yes. kind of carry on and this um i mean this does a bit narratively and i suppose the end is a bit of a kind of cliffhanger but you know there's just aspects of it where the gameplay and the story just don't gel that well particularly in the first half yes. like this running around looking at clues and then bringing them back what what kind of I was thinking about this. What what would have been good in the first half is if they'd made it a pure kind of procedurally generated problem solving with no fighting or anything. You basically had to kind of solve some kind of puzzle mm. that was procedurally generated and different every time. And you had to kind of, you know, I don't know, connect the bits together to sort of solve the pillars or something. Something a bit different and a bit interesting, which didn't require a whole scenario and you keep replaying it. And then the focus could have been on the second half, which was then navigating the underground. Because the first half feels really generic. We've done it all before. They even use the same yep. things. Yeah. So it feels very generic. And I think they could have done something a little bit interesting with that. But, you know, it ended up being this sort of... And it, it's hated because you have to redo it over yeah. and over again. And it's just people don't want to do it. And then the second half is is... It's fine kind of narratively to some degree, but it's really punishing. Um, you don't get a break in between. It's really punishing. And um, it just feels really kind of cliched video game. You know, it's then Alejandro turns up at the end, take their minds. And the other thing is, it's like suddenly there's aliens and Alejandro, it's like, wait, what? Yes. Like it's sort of talk about kind of narrative whiplash that suddenly he's back. <laughs> He, and he's got these aliens with the with him. It's just like, you know, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. It could be. It could be like, for example, the last time we saw Alejandro, he was tied to a train track in in Arkham or something like that. And then all of a sudden, he's here, miles beneath the earth, leading a little alien tribe. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you descended from the sky in a burning chariot with sort of, <laughs> you know, with, with, with aliens around. And it's just, it just, I don't know. It, it's not a twist that makes you go, wow, okay. It, it sort of just feels really kind of, what? Mm. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah. Um, and obviously up until this point, so, we didn't know who was good in inverted commas, bad in inverted commas. No. We've, it, no. The thread all the way through has been, are we siding with it, Ichtaka, are we siding with Alejandro, or are we forging our own path? Whereas once mm. you've got to this point, I can't see any reason why you would ever align yourself with Alejandro on subsequent playthroughs. No. So... It, exactly. it, it's sort of the it's this it's the sort of narrative that only makes sense the first time you play through it those decisions you make once you know alejandro is sided with i mean obviously we know that these are yithians um yeah. and he's going to dispose of us now by taking our minds and, and what have you there's mm. no way you would side with him in subsequent playthroughs no 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 and and, and at the end of the day it's just not fun yeah, it's just yeah. not a fun. It, it's partly not fun because we've done it all before. We, you know, at the beginning, we, we did all this exploration, so it's nothing new. And not it's only not have you done it before, have you have to do it again and again. Yes, again and again and again. And then the second half is like just the same thing, but super hard. You know, yes. unless you've gamed it. Yes. So it's just it's just not fun to play uh, for all of those reasons. Mm. Um. So um, it wouldn't be so bad if they'd tried something a little bit different, uh, but it just feels like they kind of ran out of ideas yeah. and sort of just rehashed stuff, you know. Um, the other thing it's, it reflects is is that this Forgotten Age is based on multiple stories, one of them about Yithians, yeah. you know, the... Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, you know, where the person sort of goes back in time, you know, uh, and... Um, and imagines he's in the Yithian world. And then it's like other stories. So they've kind of tried to mash these stories together mm. in some kind of co- – so with other campaigns, there's a, there's more coherent narrative. In this, it feels like they're kind of splicing them together. <laughs> uh, and, and so it's like, oh, okay, we've now got aliens involved, have we? It, you know, it just, just feels a bit, a bit much. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so so I, I, this is where the campaign has sort of lost me a bit because even Boundary Beyond, even though I wasn't a big fan of that one, it felt okay. It it, it, again, it was doing something different, wasn't it, with the time travel and, and everything. Yeah. And, and in fairness, they were trying to do something different here by splitting it into two, but I think it just put them into a dead end as to what they could do creatively within the resources they've got like i think i've said it about three times now but the fact that they yes. only have a handful of cards for each half of the scenario limits what they could or couldn't do so yeah. i think yeah. it's probably clear why it's not been done again <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll be very interested to see how the return because i don't know anything about the return to i've deliberately not looked at it so i'll be very interested to see if the return to does anything mm interesting or different with these two scenarios at all and that's the other thing you can actually skip 
skip part of it completely. <laughs> if you've, yes, yes, you've, if you um, did well it enough right. at Boundary Beyond, you only have to do this second half. Yeah. yeah, 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 which you would want to do. You'd really kind of want to aim aim for that. So, yes, I'm not. I'm. You know, I really am not a big fan of of, of this this, uh, and I know I'm not alone. I think a lot of people who've played it just just don't find it much fun. So, um, yeah. So there we go. Yes. I was going to say so, where uh, are we yeah, off you, to next, uh, but we don't know because we just had our minds wiped. <laughs> 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 that's that's right it's uh it's uh it's it's an unknown so um so there we are so uh, interested to hear what 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 our listeners think about these scenarios and whether they think we've been a bit harsh or or they they agree as well we're very interested to hear from people to to, to get their points of view Be interesting uh, to know if anyone out there actually likes that scenario hmm hmm Yes. Yes. Please let us know. Ftextpodcast at gmail.com. We uh, look forward to hearing from you. So, yeah, I think that's that's all we have. Uh, yeah, next time we'll be going through, uh, what's it called again? City the, of um, Archives. <laughs> the City of Archives, yes. Another polarizing uh, scenario, you... isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, at least it's different. You, can, you <laughs> so... can't say it's not different yet. It's. Yes, that's right. I I like the city of archives for exactly that reason, but uh, yes, I can't stand it for exactly <laughs> that reason. That's going to be an interesting <laughs> podcast, isn't it? I'll probably so, play it yeah, again we'll and think, learn. "What on earth was I thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> so we will uh, have those discussions in uh, in a few weeks. But uh, thank you very much for listening. Please like, comment, and subscribe, and. Uh, uh, until next time, I'm Krabby Terra 8. And I'm Kevling. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. So as usual, thank you for listening. Uh, we're on all the major podcast platforms, so please subscribe on your podcast service of choice. And if you have any feedback, you can email us on ftextpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at textflavor. So on behalf of Krabby Terra and myself, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.